um, first press conference? Not yet, but we will definitely have one. We will schedule it, and you will be the first to know, because you're pivotal participants in that. I want to be the first to know. When Joe Biden is supposed to give his first solo, unaccompanied, non-hand-held press conference. Because you see, it's now been about 42 days that people have been saying, hey, wait a minute. The government of the United States changed on January the 20th, whether or not you believe that was a legitimate thing to happen in a legitimate process or not, the government changed. But we've yet to hear from the new Commander-in-Chief. The world is yet to hear from the new Commander-in-Chief. And what was it that they said? What was it they said in 2016? Democracy dies in... What was it? Oh yeah, it was darkness, wasn't it? Democracy dies in darkness. The darkness of failing to hold a press conference. The darkness of refusing to publish your daily schedule. The darkness of deleting the White House comments and petitions page. The darkness of failing to disclose the visitor logs to the White House. Welcome to another episode of The National Pulse. I'm Raheem Kassam, Editor-in-Chief of TheNationalPulse.com. And it's uh, it's late that I'm joining you today. I know it's late that I'm joining you today. Um, it's about 8.30pm here on the East Coast in the United States. I usually try and knock these out by about 3 or 4pm. I know a lot of you enjoy uh, listening to them in the evening. And I suppose most of you won't get to this this evening. You'll probably get to it either tomorrow morning or indeed tomorrow afternoon, at which point there'll be another episode. So I'll actually keep this short in order to fit this into your schedule and mine. It's 8.30 p.m. I've <laughs> I really would like to eat some dinner at some point this evening. I shouldn't because I had a big lunch. But, oh, and I'm supposed to be, quote, I'm told, I don't know anything about these sorts of things, but I'm supposed to be, quote, shredding for the wedding. Apparently, <laughs> or sweating for the wedding, I'm told, is another variant on that. I won't be doing any of that. <laughs> I will be eating for the wedding. But I did want to bring you, I know we talked about me doing this whole teardown of Christopher Ray and the FBI, and there was a whole news cycle ago now, and I may get back to it at some point, but but I don't think I'm going to do a, a four-hour fisking of Christopher Ray. I said fisking, F-I-S-K-I-N-G. If you're not familiar with that process, safely look it up. Don't make any typos. <laughs> when you search it. But I'm not going to do that of a four-hour Senate hearing today. It's important, don't get me wrong, I think it's very important, but i got to tell you, between the war room this morning, this afternoon, everything in between, running the site, etc., simply haven't had four hours, or even two hours, if I did it on a, on a, on a double-time speed to go through it. But it is important, I commend those of you who stuck with it today and, and listened to it all. But I did want to talk to you very briefly this evening about something that I think is incredibly emblematic of this uh, regime. And it kind of epitomizes in and of 
itself or themselves the reasons that I'm about to go through why I refer to it as a regime, why I don't refer to it as an administration, and I urge you to do the same thing. Language is very, very important. Language is, you know, it's what makes people, the, the, the specificity of the words you use is what allows people to understand you and understand your intent, understand your meaning. When you say something like, oh, I think the Biden administration sucks. Well, sure, you could say it that way, or you could literally just call it a regime, and people can infer from that that you have thought carefully about the words you use, and you are deploying certain words at certain places because they have extra meaning or a more robust meaning. So I don't swear very often anymore. I think swearing is quite a... A thing you do when you can't find other words to underscore the point you're trying to make. You know, so you 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 preposition a a word with effing or essing, or in Britain we use worse c words everywhere. Every other every other word. The British audience of this show knows exactly what I mean. But you end up alienating people that way. So why not just choose your words more carefully? And I do. I think about very carefully why words, why certain words are deployed in certain situations. And I, I'll, I'll, I've told the story a couple of times before, but I'll tell it again real quick because you know I tell so many stories that I think sometimes they go over people's heads. <laughs> They're all true. I've just I've lived about eight people's lives in my thirty-four years. So I'm sitting out in the Morton's Terrace with a, a Washington Post reporter. This was, let's say, three and a half years ago. Happened to happened to meet this fellow. He sent me an email. Said I'd really like to chat more. Like to understand more. You know, it's all off the record. Don't worry. I won't print anything. You don't want me to print. Just want to understand some things. I was like, fine. You know, I'm at Morton's at lunch. Meet me there. We meet, we have a few drinks, and, um, you know, we get along, fine, fine, nice guy, you know, wrong-headed on on a lot of political things, but nice guy. And I said to him, I said, look, I'm not being funny, and, you know, I'm not going to name you if you tell me the truth behind this, I'm not going to run to your bosses, not going to out you, you're not going to get fired for telling me, but, you know, do you think you would have the new strap line, it was new back then, the new strap line on the Washington Post, would it be... Democracy dies in darkness if Hillary Clinton had won in 2016. And to his credit, he actually looked at me in a in a non-poker-faced way. He kind of gave everything away in his eyes and in his in his digestion of the question. And he sort of looked at me stunned almost. And he said, I never thought about it that way, but you're right. We probably wouldn't have. And he kind of seemed aghast by that in that moment. At least a mini aghast, right? Like like tiny aghast. Just taken aback. Little, little... <gasps> sharp breath in. And he, he admitted, you know, but I don't think that the paper... Well, of course, you and I know that there's no, there's no way that they would have done that. He said, I don't think they would have. Fine, whatever. That was one of the moments where I realized that these people really genuinely 
have bought into this idea that they are neutral arbiters of information when they're not. And there was a kind of, as I say, micro part of him recognizing that that wasn't true in that moment. I should kind of follow up and see if it ever changed, if he looked at his reporting differently after that, see if I can interpret any uh, distinctions in his reporting after that. But it, it, it stuck with me. The moment stuck with me. His face stuck with me. And the phrase has stuck with me ever since. You know, there was that whole time where it was um, CNN and the Apple thing. You remember the CNN Apple and the banana? And then you had the, the, the democracy dies in darkness. And it always struck me as particularly offensive as an idea that that media organizations would would campaign against the lack of transparency of a of a of a political figure uh, when there wasn't when there clearly wasn't any any you know massive shutdowns of the press or uh, attacks on the free press people weren't you know, shut down in the in the press briefing room. There were still press briefings, regular press briefings at the time. I understand that the press likes to have them every day and they didn't get them every day and there was a period of time where there weren't any. I understand all of those things, but people could still ask questions. Reporters were still on the grounds, etc., 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 right? There was no there was no wild attack on the on the freedom of the press and there was a schedule published every day, a White House schedule published every day. Uh, the president, President Trump, would answer a lot of questions. He took hours worth of questions, held hours worth of rallies. Uh, he was his his I was going to say his wife that too, but his life was poured over like nothing else you've ever seen before in your lives. The amount of scrutiny that was, you know, oh, did he pay a penny on his tax in 1997? And did he declare this Snickers bar that he ate? You know. And and to the point where, you know, things were being poured over that just weren't even true. I mean, I think of the man hours, purely from like a, a, a humanistic perspective, right? You think of the man hours, the amount of humanity <laughs> that was squandered, the brain power that was squandered on, on pursuing <sighs> just vendetta upon vendetta and falsehood upon falsehood. And I, you know, I feel bad for these people that they've... I guess I shouldn't feel bad for them. They're, they're nefarious and evil. Um, <laughs> anyway, you know, but that, that's the thing, isn't it? We, we, we're humans at the end of the day, especially people on, on our side, is we're humans and we like to see the best in people. It's our weakness, if, if anything. Uh, and we often start feeling sorry for, our, for people who have declared war on us, you know? Um, I feel that a lot. I do. And so you have, you, you, you have this situation now, now, you know, why is Raheem, you know, we're 11 minutes in now. doesn't feel like it, though, does it? <laughs> it doesn't for me anyway. Why is Raheem rabbiting on about CNN and apples and democracy dies in darkness? Well, because now it's dawned on me the last week, and I think it's starting to occur to conservative media. And by the way, you want to talk about tomorrow's news today. How about that Carrie Simmons story we covered here the other day? If you missed it, go back to it. We covered the Carrie Simmons story, the Boris Johnson fiancé, all the nefarious activities going on. By the way, we've got a whole lot more to cover on that. Ben harris Quinney will be uh, returning in short order. Well, we covered that you know, a couple of days ago now, last week. The Daily Mail, biggest newspaper in the country, biggest newspaper news website in the world, splashes it on their front page yesterday. How about that? You want tomorrow's news today? You're in the right place. You've got the right podcast. Um, please recommend it to other people and subscribe and leave reviews, etc., etc. So I think um, 
the other conservative news websites out there are starting to pick up on this now. And and, and when that kind of happens, you, I will let you into a little way in which I think, you know, this is this is kind of how I do how we do the news over at the National Pulse, how we make sure we get the biggest bang for our buck from or the bang for your buck, <laughs> because, you know, we are we are crowdfunded. And, you know, which stories work best and how they deploy best and how to frame them and headlines and images and all of it, every single thing, right down to the second that I hit publish on a story, is is pretty calculated. It's not algorithmic. This is in my head. Um as I published this evening, this piece that's the lead on the nationalpulse.com right now. It's called Dying in Darkness. The subhead of this is Biden still won't publish schedule visitor logs nor hold a presser, deletes White House comments and petitions pages. Now, if this were two days, three days, ten days into the regime, I would brush it off and say, well, you know, them doing up the website and the changing the way systems work internally. That's okay. People have that situation. You know, we, 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 we've all been through, you know, takeover situations. We understand what it means to take on somebody else's responsibilities or somebody else's passing theirs onto you. There's always a period of flux, right? Fine, forgivable. But we're now 40 days in. And... All of this stuff is still happening in secret. All of this stuff is still super shady, hyper shady. And I honestly can't believe, I really, you know, I get up in the morning and I walk outside and I walk down the street and I'm at the Capitol building, okay? And I can't believe that there's still the fencing. They're actually upgrading the fencing now even though the, the neighborhood is actually apoplectic about this, there are signs going up all around Capitol Hill, apoplectic about it. Even the liberals, I mean the, the super libs on Capitol Hill, you know, the people with trans Black Lives Matter flags in their windows have a little thing in front of their house that says, don't fence the hill. And, you know, good for them, I guess, and in one sense, at least. Um but I can't believe there aren't throngs of people, you know, peacefully assembled at the front of those fences for the cameras, at least. Get some pictures of some dissent. What were you, what are you going to tell your kids and grandkids and great grandkids? Yeah, they, 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 they fenced off the capital and took over the country, and I, I didn't even show up with a, with a sign, a bunch of flowers. Didn't even host a sit-in. It's, nobody's doing anything. It's just, you know. Look, you can say, Raheem, why don't you go and do something? Number one, not a citizen of the United States, okay? This is your country. I am but a, a, a visa holder here to do the news. Your country, ladies and gentlemen. And I understand that we have an international audience of this podcast as well, but they understand also that you know, I predominantly speak to an American audience from here on Capitol Hill, your country, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I do the news. You are the citizens. I'm not telling you to invade the Capitol, by the way. Nobody ever told you to do that. 
And Chris Ray can lie all he wants in the Senate this morning about, oh, no, we saw no evidence of uh, other people, other groups, infiltrators, disguised people. There's video of Jaden X, right? Jaden X. John Sullivan, whatever, whatever his real name is, climbing in with that documentary filmmaker. I think people say she works for CNN. I don't think she works for CNN. I think she's a contractor and has, has provided to CNN before, but other news outlets as well, by the way. This video of them admitting that they're breaking in, they're not Trump supporters, they're breaking in. He was leading the charge. He was at the front, at that door, when Ashley Babbitt was shot, cold, dead, assassinated. He's standing there going, get in, get in, get in. Chris Ray stands up there and purges himself, and nobody does anything about it. Like I say, no quiet sit-ins, no demonstrations, no peaceful protests, no kumbayas even. That would be fine even. Do a little. Seven of you, eight of you, ten of you. Go and sit there. Get some pictures for the media to show that we do not consent. You do not consent to your capital being bound. Your capital, not their capital. And you think about all of these things and you think about what's going on. You're 40 days into a new regime and you don't have... A, a public schedule every day for the commander-in-chief or the vice president? They release little bits here and there. You know, Biden will be playing with his dogs between one twelve and one thirteen. Then he has some applesauce and lays down, builds a fire. I'm not kidding, by the way. This is a big thing now. They talk about how lo- how he loves to build a fire in the Oval Office. Not, not in the middle of the Oval Office, at the fireplace. He's not quite that bad yet. It'll happen. But no no visitor logs. You don't know who's coming or going. You don't know who's zooming in and, 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 and literally zooming in and zooming out or uh, digitally zooming in and zooming out. There's no accountability going on right now. There's no noise about this from Republicans. Press conference, a basic thing you would expect. And I understand. Look, I played a clip right at the beginning of the show. Some members of the media are starting to ask the question now, hey, like, uh, this isn't normal. You're damn right it's not normal. Because what happened was, over the last five years, the media has been shrieking, this isn't normal, this isn't normal, while everything has basically been totally normal, right? Everything that could have been normal, barring a, a global pandemic, the Trump administration was pretty normal as a thing the way it it worked the way it governed the accountability structures the way it you know campaign everything was pretty i mean not outside the realms of anything we've ever seen before that was one of my problems with it didn't go far enough policies certainly outside the norm yes but governance structure all of that pretty normal now you have things which are out outwardly abnormal outwardly uh, dark, dark. I use the Washington Post words because words are important. And they use that phrase, democracy dies in darkness. Not the cleverest phrase, but they use that intentionally. There's a lot more smart marketing people over there than I am, right? More sm- smarter people than me. And, I mean, that's that's... 
That's what it is. It's darkness. You delete the comments page and the petitions page of the White House, so there's no public feedback mechanism. You know the White House is still surrounded by fencing now as well, right? You're aware of that. I know we talk about the Capitol Hill one. The White House is the same. Same, just, you know, encampment. That looks reminds me of when I went to Kiev in 2013 for the Madan protest. Saw the government encampment, all the fa- they had the military vehicles out there. Exactly the same things going on here. All the things they told you couldn't happen in the United States of America because you have your constitution. No, the constitution is only important as long as there is a public willing to help enforce it. That's all. The t- that's all. The, that's all it is. The document's great. But you have to be, you have to want to do something about it. I've actually got, my phone was just ringing and it was, um, it was old Jack Posobiec calling in. Should we, um, should we scare him and, uh, and dial him into the conversation here? Let me see if I can, uh, see if we can call him back and bring him to the conversation here. He may not want to be on the yeah. show. Jack, I'm actually recording right now and you're on the, on, on the recording. You're, you're live. Well, not live. You're podcasting with me. Hello, Raheem Cass. This is the voice of Jack Prokopic. It is currently being recorded, so I am currently live in reality. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know you probably don't want to do this, so um, uh, I was I was just talking about uh, the the whole abnormality. Tell me if you want to leave, but I was just talking about the whole abnormality of the Biden regime and the uh, not publishing the schedule, the visitor logs, no press conference, no comments, no petitions. Just, just total bizarreness. Well, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the Barack Obama administration, only with, if anything, less privacy. You know, say what you want about President Trump uh, and his administration, his policy, etc. He was, and this is something he gets absolutely no credit for, one of the most transparent administrations that we've seen. Mm. He would sit down with everyone in terms of media, uh, pre-COVID, if it was extremely easy to get a pass for the White House briefing to be able to get in there. And those same briefings, President Trump would frequently come out and engage in one-on-ones or you know just open questioning with the press corps. Right. Whereas with Biden, we're now at, what, 41, 42 days, depending on the bears, and we haven't heard anything from him other than a paltry few comments here and there while he's walking around with something else. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. It's wild. Right, Jack, I'm just wrapping up here now anyway, so I'll uh, I'll hang up and I'll call you right when I'm done. All right, thanks, brother. All right, thanks, Jess. That was a bit of fun. <laughs> I'm sure he'll complain about it to me afterwards. Don't ever do that again. Come on, man. Oh, there you go. All right, look, I'm going to leave it there for now, actually, because, um, you know, it's 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 9 p.m. right now. By the time this goes up, I want people to be able to hear it tonight. I just, you know, I wanted to I wanted to stress all of those things to you. It, it's so it's so basic in a lot of ways. And I may look back at this show one day, this episode, and cringe and be, oh, why is it being so so basic? But. Sometimes it has to go back to basics. Sometimes it has to go, you know, you need a stark reality wake up of like, wait a minute, you know, not even the most simple things are operating the way we, uh, we've we come to expect them to. And um, yeah, I, I mean, this, this, uh, I hope, look, you're, you're the people in charge of all of this at the end of the day. I'm, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just, I will be a transient figure just like every other conservative commentator over the decades, right? People will not remember me, but they will remember the actions you take because your actions will have consequences. And, 
you got to do something. You know, get get on the phone with your legislators and demand they take this fence down. Demand that they demand transparency from the White House. Can you can you get on to them, please? Because really, a lot of these people, by the way, they're not. It's it's not pernicious the reason that they're not doing it. It just doesn't occur to them. They're busy people. They got bills. They got, you know, constituent calls and letters and all that to deal with. Sometimes it just escapes them, again, to look after the, after the basics, to look out for the basics. So can you remind them, please, get on the phone, send an email after this show, remind them that this is not normal, what's going on here. And the other thing that I would really, really appreciate if you did, you know, I put a lot of time and effort and work into into everything that goes on here in the war room and all of that. It would really mean a lot to me. It would mean the world to me. If you would take a second to recommend this podcast, tell your friends to find the National Pulse on their podcast app. If you would make sure, please, that you're subscribed on every single different thing that you can subscribe on. It's all free, right? You don't need to pay for anything. You just, you just need to go into the app, the Spotify or the Apple Podcast or the Podbean. There's so many different podcast platforms. Just type in podcast platforms into your search engine and just make sure you're subscribed across all the different ones. TuneIn Radio even has it and, and you know, all of those. iHeart has it. Just please, because the, the more you subscribe, the higher up the rankings we go. It's not based on downloads. It's based on subscribes, new subscribes to be clear. So please make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, leave me some comments, I read them all, believe it or not, whether it's on Podbean or through Chartable or anything like that, I read them all and I'm very grateful for your feedback. I am going to leave it there for today because, uh, as I say, uh, late already, take me a minute to put this up, but as I like to do every so often is thank people who go over to thenationalpulse.com forward slash support to support this show, to support my work, to support our writing, to support Natalie Winters, to support everything that we're doing over here at the National Pulse. Carol, Mike, Margaret, Michael, Michael, lots of Michaels, Gary, Stephen, Donald, not that Donald, Kimberly, Frank, Philip, Jeff, Mark, Blake, Christopher, Michael, again, Michael, Gerald, John, Stacy, Kevin, got lots and lots of new members piling in, Bonita, Johanna, Sienna, Greg, Robert, Gary, Jamie, Sabrina, Jill, William, Phyllis, Craig, Marsha, Gerald, William, Jackie, Martin, Dan, Richard, Darcy. If you want to join up, go to thenationalpulse.com forward slash support. You can join up for as little as $5 and you get access to our private Discord chat channel. I'm in there all day, every day. I love the feedback from the members in there. They've got hundreds of people in there chatting all day long got all sorts of other membership benefits we're going to be doing a video town hall this week myself and natalie winters you know for us this isn't nobody's trying to get rich by running a news website okay it's the two of us we're just trying to do the right thing here and uh, we're incredibly grateful for your support i'll see you with a more full show tomorrow if you're listening to this in the evening sleep well if you're listening to this in the daytime Sleep well tonight. I'll see you again.